From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 147, for the week of May 30th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this segment, we talk about Mickey and the Magical Map, the new show at the Fantasyland Theater. Nah, really? It's true. And I got to see it live on Thursday night, and hope you all saw the live stream of that. If not, go to livestream.com slash the Diz or something like that. We'll have the link in the show notes. And I don't think it's that, it's like some weird. Anyway. But I also got to see it again the next day, and I think Mary Jo has seen it, and Nancy has seen it, mm-hmm. and Michael's a slacker. But we're no, here. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it online. And I'm informed. You're informed. He I watched informed. it on the magic mirror that is my laptop. Ah, is that what you call it? <laughs> yes. So, I also I pulled that. some some of the opinions of the Dizzers that watched it on the live stream, so maybe I'll share those at some point, too. So, yeah. And, you know, I, like I said, I saw it twice, once with media and invited guests, and once with annual pass holders. And I will just have to say, at this point, there were two different reactions. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll get hmm. into more of that later, but... Nancy, what are your, what's your initial impression? Quick initial impression. It's certainly a big show. Okay. Um, big as in, you know, it definitely pops out at you. Um, okay, that's enough. Thought- that's, no, that's enough. I, I, I just want initial. How about you, Mary Jo? Fine. No, no, we'll, 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 we've got lots of time <laughs> to elaborate. I, I just really, wanted to- I- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really innovative. I've never seen um, a background the way that they did it. And I got to watch Leah's, uh, one of her sons was sitting next to me and was saying, how are they doing that? And, of course, you know, it's a magical map. So that's how they're doing that. And it was it was a lot of fun. So um, when we start talking about the audience uh, response, I'll go ahead and I'll add to that. But I, I yeah. think it's a great summer show. Michael, just from the, from seeing it online, what are you, what's I'm your... I'm so happy they're using that theater the way it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Michael, what's your just initial impression from seeing it online? I agree. I'm glad that they're using the theater again. It Visually, it, it looked stunning. And because I was seeing it in two dimension, I couldn't always tell what was on the magical map and what was coming out of the magical map and actually live. Um, I thought the storyline was a little thin, and yeah. I thought it's just, I could have predicted what songs they were going to do because they tend Disney tends to use the same songs over and over again, the same sort of showstopper tunes. And it would have been nice if they had changed them up a bit, but it is what children enjoy. Um, and, but then they threw in Hawaiian 
the 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 Hawaiian the, the Lilo and Stitch song Hawaiian roller coaster and I thought where did yeah. that come from and um but because it didn't seem to fit the theme but I uh, so overall I enjoyed it but I didn't I think children are going to enjoy it a whole lot more than the adults I thought that some of the staging was good I really enjoyed the background on the map how it was sort of the watercolor. Um, drawings and illustrations and how they mm-hmm. moved in and out and were interactive. I thought that that looked really beautiful and very different. Uh, yeah. I, I was glad it wasn't realistic, that it was, you know, just more of a watercolor sort of wash kind of thing. So, um, go back to our preview show of Mickey the Magical Map because we talked a lot about what the co- what the concept is. But in in a, in a nutshell, it's Yen said the, the sorcerer has a magical map and all these painters, which is the, the chorus of the show. And Mickey is there and Mickey wants to paint the last spot on the map and the spot doesn't want to be painted and basically takes him on a journey to several different, um, locations, I guess, on, in, in the world. And it's he, the point in the compass. Points right? of the compass, yeah. Um, so in, like we like we talked about there he goes he it features uh I want to be like you from the jungle book just around the river bend from Pocahontas uh reflection from Mulan I see the light from Tangled under the sea from Little Mermaid Hawaiian roller coaster ride from Lilo and Stitch and dig a little deeper from Princess and the Frog like you said all the all the typical songs you would hear from a compilation type type show well, and just a very odd, what I thought was interesting was it was an odd choice collection. You know, they chose to feature, um, bringing, I think the only thing that you know, was King Louis was, in. was Lion King, right? Well, no, but I mean. Because they had Jungle Book. Yeah, they had Jungle Book. I mean, they brought in King Louis. They never put him in a stage show. Right. Um, and it was interesting. They brought him, back, that, they brought back Pocahontas yeah. as the. And it was interesting that that was the only other for character. And they sort of bookended it with that because they had they, they had King Louis at the beginning of the journey and then they had sort of Stitch, Stitch at, at the, the end, end of the yeah. journey. But Stitch wasn't there. Right, he wasn't. He didn't appear. Right. He didn't appear. No, they had Princess Tiana. Yeah. They had Princess yeah. Tiana. At the yeah. End. Well, you saw Princess Tiana and then Mulan, Flynn Rider, Rapunzel, and Pocahontas. Yeah. 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 You know what I, I thought they should yeah, have had with Tiana, Tiana though. She didn't sing with the three of them. You know what I wish they had with in Tiana's presentation was, you know how they had King Louis and and a, and a trumpet performer. They should have then had Louis with Tiana yeah. and a trumpet performer. Yeah. Well, they had the trumpet performer. What more? Yeah, the want? trumpet performer was in there. Yeah, but they should have had Lewis then if they have another was, character. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's, you know, nitpicky. What did you think of the Yensid character and how he looked compared to the other graphics? I thought I he did like the computer did, animation. I thought it worked, though, with having the live Mickey go into the graphics. It was kind of a, a nice transition between the animated graphic background, which was not obviously comp- – it was drawn in a 2D style, which then led to 
Mickey in say, live. Wait one, wait one second. Spoiler alert for the rest of the show. Okay, go ahead. Finish. Okay. Well, no, no, I can, I can go back and <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm talking about no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just um, warning people now. With it's spoiler alert time. Well, no, I, you could see for if you watched it, if you watched it on the live video, yeah. you could see that the map itself was more of a two-dimensional drawing feel. It was done more right, in that style. Right. And obviously, Yancid was a three-dimensional drawing. Well, it's kind of like style. a watercolor. And obviously, Mickey was real as he fell into the map as well as being on stage. Right. He wasn't... He was... He was not an animated, animated character, character in the map. He was a, a, a fur character, a, a video of a fur character on the map. Right. Now, see, you're being more spoilery I really like than I was. That. What's that? You're being more spoilery than I was. Well, no, but yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, he yeah. went in. He, when he went into the map, when mm-hmm. he fell into the map, yes. he became. He was still real in the map. Right. Exactly. Yes. But, yeah, I thought you know, the he was Yen-Sid, himself. I thought the Yensid character though looked too cartoony. Uh, if he was computer graphic, perhaps the way Rapunzel was entangled. That would have been one thing, but I thought it was a very jarring image on the map and with the other characters. So I, I didn't care for how he was portrayed that much. I thought he popped out, popped out away from the map a little more, which is what they wanted him to do, especially when he, you know, when he's holding Mickey up. Yeah, yeah, they did some very clever things. Oh my gosh, the 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 use of the map and the stage uh-huh. construction was amazing, and the dancers were extremely good. Oh yeah, the cast. The, is chore- awesome. the choreography was such a nice mix of modern dance styling. Between it, it had a little bit of hip hop. It had a little jazz and contemporary in it. It was very much, um, probably the most modern dance ensemble I've seen in a Disney show. Okay, so Chuck on the live stream feed commented, made a couple comments that there's a disconnect between the title of the show and the story. Yes. And he also followed up with that. It's too bad they missed connecting the story with the musical numbers. They could have written the story a little better. It didn't make sense when he was falling through the map, like, why these specific characters. Like, I didn't get the whole combo of, like, how does going south like, the west and the north and the east didn't pop out like the south did at the very end when they went to Hawaii and why would they go south to go to Hawaii? Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. The storyline is weird. The storyline's weird. There was a (laughs) storyline? Sorry, I mean... Well, it was a combination of Mickey falling into weird situations. Like, he painted himself under the sea. It was so forced. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's No, I mean, I can see that. It, they... it was just so forced and then, happy ending! <laughs> well, yeah, because there was the whole thing about Spot and Spot not wanting to be painted. Right. 
And all of yeah. a sudden, Mickey's like, oh, okay, I get it now, bling, 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 cool. and then it's the end. Happy mm-hmm. ending, here comes Tiana. Yeah. That's just... Now, now my wife, from a mother's point of view, found, about the dancers, mm-hmm. found something that really disturbed her in the Under the Sea episode segment, where they, where there's two dancers dancing with their heads in the bubble. Yes. Yeah. And she was thinking, you know... Creates a bad example for kids? For little kids wanting to put their heads in a plastic bag or something. So, I don't know, Mary Jo and Nancy, from a mom's point of view, what was your reaction to that? You know, that's not the first thing I think of. When, when I, when, seeing it live, it was just such a cool effect, and they're huge. We thought they were, we thought they were big, huge plastic bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we, they were like, I, frankly, I thought initially they were gonna step their whole bodies into the bubble. Yeah. Originally. Which would have been even cooler. Yeah. But. And then, the, and then they, when they popped, it was, it was to me just a cool effect. I didn't see. It I, never occurred to me that, right, you know, little either. kids would think to put their heads in a plastic bag. <laughs> Your girls, really? Okay. No, my kids, yeah, no. They would never think of putting their heads in a yeah. plastic bag, frankly. <laughs> um, John on the live stream wrote, looks more like a cruise ship show than something at Disneyland Park. You know, I think with the magic map, it's, it's, I don't think it translated as well in live stream. When you see it live and you see, um, Mickey uh, disappear into the map and the action, um, the interaction between what's animated and what's happening on stage, it's really a good show. I think maybe he's more referring to what we've been talking about and that it's not much of a plot and it's just a, Greatest hits of Disney kind of thing, which is what a lot of the cruise ship shows are. You know, yeah. we had the same comments because we thought this could easily be staged on a cruise ship, where if you had a backdrop like that, like the magical map, mm-hmm. and you need only a minimum amount of props on a right. stage right. and a minimum number of performers, we both thought this could easily translate to a cruise ship stage. Well, that's a true statement. What do you think about the length of it? It's 22 minutes. It's a little short, but it was good. It was engaged. The kids were fully engaged Uh during the entire time. And we were sitting kind of in the back of the theater, too. So, you know, there was a lot of people between us and and the stage. I would have liked a little bit more of the the dancers coming into the audience. They did that a couple of times, and I really liked that effect. Um, it would have been nicer because there's one part where two dancers come in and I would have thought that, you know, if they had maybe, you know, all of them or at least like eight or something like that come in and get everybody clapping and, and stuff like that. But having said that, the kids that were with us, they were having a good time watching the show and the audience That's reaction, because I went to two shows today, the audience reaction was very enthusiastic. Everybody cheered Mickey. Every time a character came on stage, yeah. everybody was cheering. That's, and it was Oh my god, it was, they went it wild was the regu- for Yeah, they went it was the regular um it wasn't annual pass holders or it was just the regular crowd. Yes, that that's how it was when I saw it with the jaded annual pass holders. Every time a princess came on they were you know yelling and screaming, even when uh, Hawaiian roller coaster 
Right. Yeah. Yep. Song came on. People were cheering. I'm like, wait, wait. This wasn't the same show I saw last night. Yeah, yeah. it was. They they did that, and I love that song anyway. So, uh, when King Louis came came out and he's acting like an ape up there, the way he's standing and posturing and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And you know, usually you see Baloo or or Mowgli and they're singing, you know, Bare Necessities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I like. I personally, I like the songs that they had. Um, in this show. What do you think about the new song? Journey into, uh, Journey I, to Imagination. I thought of Kathy Whirling. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, my first thought was connecting it to the ride in Epcot. Yeah, yeah. It, that was my first, cause you know, Disney doesn't usually rip up, rip off its own trademark names for a completely non-related product. <laughs> But but the Disneyland people are not going to tie it in with. We we're going to no. tie it in with. Right. Yeah. I kept wanting to go. Imagination. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you know, I was expecting. I was expecting because it was close enough of a melody. Uh huh. I kept expecting. Parts of the imagination song. Open up your eyes. Well, you get that. Uh, what is it? Which one of the, it's one of the one of the shows in in, in Fantasy Fair? The, there's a there's a lyric about imagination, and it's the same as the. I'm sorry, we're getting way off track. Well, uh, no, that just could be they use the same the same writer. Yeah. For those. Projects. I mean, it, it would only make sense. They no, have no, no. The- I'm saying the same as as the imagination in in Florida. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is they could have used the same writer for all the the same songwriter yeah, for all the so. projects. Yeah, maybe. Um, what do you think about the newly renovated theater? Pretty. It they, looks really nice. They redid the whole thing. New benches. They built up the yep. stage. Um, they actually made a what do they call it? A rake. Where the 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 back seats are higher than the front seats, you know what I mean? Because yeah. back when it was even back to Snow White or any of the other shows, it was flat. Yeah, was so, it? I don't yeah, remember it being that's, flat. That's, that's what I was told. Was um, it was... no, it was an amphitheater, but it was like tiers. Mm. They they had a you know like an orchestra, mezzanine. Okay. You know, okay. you had that kind yeah, of yeah. They a, had the tiers because I remember sitting in the right. tiers for the okay. princess show. So now it's yeah. just it's just a full full. Well, you know, one of the things I noticed mm-hmm. um, was I looked up and as I noticed one of the cast members coming to take their place in the catwalk projection booth. Right. And that catwalk is some serious safety catwalk. <laughs> I have never seen a. Oh, I have yeah, never okay. seen a catwalk so, so, so designed that well in a theater. Wow. I mean, I thought it was really cool, and Ian noticed the crane that's above as part of the catwalk. Yeah, if people are going to go expecting a, a story, I think they'll be disappointed. If they go expecting a show just to be entertained, mm-hmm. I think they'll enjoy it. Because it's... it's um, yeah. And, and Michael, I think you're right about as far as the tie into the cruise ship, because that's kind of what they do on the cruise ships. You have one running theme that kind of ties in all the performances, right? And here it's Mickey and the and the magical spot, mm-hmm. the the unfinished spot. So, in in that, yes, um, 
it is that kind of show, but I think it still works. You know, back when California Adventure first opened, Disney tried to put on this innovative show that had songs, but they were kind of funky. Everybody hated it. Oh, and um, nobody would, yeah. pardon me? At the Hyperion yeah. Theater, yes. Yeah. Nobody went to that show and it lasted maybe one year and then they put on, um, Blast. Blast, Power of Blast, which everybody loved. But this show, I think they did it the right way where people are going to go see it. And the venue, like you were saying, Tom, is also nice. And it's comfortable. We had plenty of shade. It was nice and um, it was so comfortable and relaxing. So during the summer, it's a lot of people are going to be sitting in there watching the show, which is going to take people off the, um, you know, out of the attractions, etc. And it's a great place to go when you're go rest your feet. And enjoy some good Disney music while you're sitting down. So you went on a holiday. How were the how were the lines to get in? We had when we had no issue. Yeah, the first the first show I went to, um, the I was all the way at the bottom of the ramp, and it was crowded, and I still got a good seat. Okay. And then when we went at the at the afternoon show. What, like a half hour before the show, Nancy, we went there? Yeah. Like a half hour. But it was, it, it also was kind of hot. And, and we could have gone later and still gotten in fine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fairly large venue. It holds 1,800 people, so. Yeah. yeah. So five, five shows a day, 1,800 people. I don't know, do the math. Anyway. And, and I would say that Eight, Disneyland 9, was like, 9, me- I think it was like a medium crowd today. It wasn't. Okay. Super crowded. What Space Mountain was thirty minute wait uh-huh. today. So you know, give you know, it put it give it those really, you know, nine and ten days where yeah. it's so crowded. You know what I realized there were no confetti cannons. I can't remember the last Disney show um, I've seen with no confetti cannons. Yeah, there was there was, there was streamer streamer cannon. Oh really? Oh they yeah. didn't show it on the um on the video. Streamer cannon. My kids weren't reacting yeah. to a streamer cannon. That's because we were sitting in the back, Nancy, and so they, we didn't get the streamers. Oh, yeah. The streamers were in the, in fact, your kids were sitting next to me and were saying, we want streamers. Yeah, it was the, so, yeah, um, it was the finale, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I was, was totally not focused on my kids. You had one, the other one was pouting <laughs> on the other side. No, I had Zoe and I had Jacobs. We were having a blast yeah. watching the, watching okay. the show, but. Now, the most important thing is, what, what are they serving up in the snack bar? Um, bratwurst. <laughs> I had lots of ice cream bars. There's and the whole ice cream concession. And, and, right and, and another twist. Yeah, they have an a apple, twist. Apple twist. Apple cinnamon twist. They have pretzel bites with cheese that you could dip them into, and then they have bratwurst. The bratwurst. And they had another but, snack but they don't, that I saw there. But they don't have the... They don't have the knockwurst. The baked potatoes. And no baked potatoes. Yeah, I'm sad about that. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of meager offerings. Their walk-arounds, their walk-arounds were cotton candy and the bags of the Goofy Candy Company candies. They actually have a a push cart that has all the different Goofy's Candy Company, like the sour gummies and the things like that. And I thought it was nice, too, when we were sitting there waiting for the show. Let me see. They let us in. They let you sit down maybe 10 minutes before the show, 10 to 15 minutes before the show. Yeah, yeah I think it was usually about 15 minutes before. And um, they were pushing soda or, let's say, soft drinks and water uh, that people could purchase before the show, but I didn't see them doing the same thing with snacks. 
So we'll see if they do something like that in the summer. But the ice cream stands right right on the walkway up while right you're with Right there, boom. Yeah, it's pretty um, convenient for to get some refreshments while you're waiting for this to be let into the theater. Nancy, what was your favorite segment of the show? Let's say favorite section. Ooh, that's a tough one. I did enjoy the the blending of the princesses. Okay. Although I thought throwing Rapunzel in there was mildly awkward. Rapunzel and Flynn, you know, because you've got the other princesses singing by themselves, and then you've got Flynn all of a sudden coming in. Okay, so what was your least? So I wasn't sure how those tied, but I thought that was a really nice segment. And the what what was your least favorite section? <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the sections now. Okay, let's see. Jungle Book, The Princesses, End of the Sea, Lilo and Stitch, Princess and the Frog. Roller Coaster Ride. Yeah. You know... Tiana. I hate to say it, but the Lilo and Stitch one was the blandest. I mean, they had the the more acrobatic dancers in that one, but it was kind of the blandest. Okay. But it was a, t- it was a, a cross between that one and the King Louie one. Okay. Mary Jo, what was your, what was your favorite section? My favorite was, I think I'll go with the, uh, three princesses also. Although I wouldn't call them princesses because it's Pocahontas and. She's an Indian. Native American princess. Okay. Okay. Well then, um, those, and, you know, I. Was Mulan a princess? Mulan is considered a princess in the Disney canon. Um, her, Position in reality, her her position of being honored by the emperor for saving China uh, elevated to elevated her to a status effectively <laughs> similar to the, to the emperor's daughters. If you squint your eye and tilt your head sideways, <laughs> yes, she's a princess. Yes, okay. She she was not at all a princess per se, but being elevated. Mm. Okay. It, it's kind of like when they make somebody a duke or a duchess in England. Uh, just like that. Okay. What was There's your a least... tiara hidden in yes, her hair. What was your yeah, least, least favorite, of... Marja? I didn't really have a least favorite, but if I had to pick one, no, you have to pick it would, one. Uh, it would be roller coaster ride, only because none of the, every scene has a character, and that one the characters are animated. You know, okay. so, uh, I would have liked to have seen um, Stitch out there. With, with them while they were doing the dances. But, you know, even having said that, I love the acrobat- acrobatics that they did during that dancing with, they get these surfboards and they're flipping and they're just doing some really cool stuff. The energy that everybody has is so much fun to watch. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a and stupid question. I, I like the King Louis. So. I, I liked, I liked the mix of the drums and how the paint buckets turned into the drums mm-hmm. in the King Louis segment. Now, I'm gonna ask a stupid question, and maybe this is all politics I just happened to have missed, but what was the big deal about taking Lilo out of the parks? Wait, the there was some kind of stupid political thing or something like that on why they took her out. No idea. I hadn't heard that before. There was like gossip. I, I mean, there were things that flew back and forth, and I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't want to really follow it. But you know, because they removed the surf up dinner to put Mickey in, 
or the surf's up, the surf's up thing and took Stitch and Lilo out. Stitch is but, still there. Stitch is still there. Uh, Stitch is still there, but you know the whole thing. They took Lilo out. Why leave Stitch and take Lilo out? I think she was scary looking. Oh. <laughs> kind of like uh, Russell. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to choose a favorite, Michael? Um, Based on I, your I, limited viewing? Limited viewing. Um, limited time viewing. Yes. <laughs> I thought the Tiana one didn't fit. Okay, there we go. I said that. I thought the Tiana segment just completely didn't fit. It was placed in a strange. It was in a strange place in the whole show. Because it was. A, I don't think it should have been a finale. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was one because Princess and the Frog is one of my favorite films, primarily because of the music, and so I was pleased to see it. But I thought, why is it there in this and why is it place that in the song? show? Yeah. Well, I again, mean, because it's the big browsing showstoppers yeah. song yep. in that film. My favorite probably is the is again the the three princesses, but primarily because I enjoyed watching the backdrop and how it changed and altered as the different princesses were introduced. That because was it's so interesting. Pretty. Because you saw, you know, Pocahontas, and it was a forest scene. And then when Mulan came in, you saw that corner change into China with the lotus flowers and the pagoda. And then as Rapunzel came in, that part slowly morphed and changed into her uh, the tower. And I I thought it was beautiful, all staying within this watercolor patchwork. I, I thought that was lovely. And my least favorite is a depiction of Yensid. And Sorcerer's Apprentice, that whole segment in Fantasia, is my favorite thing. You know, in uh, you know, Sorcerer Mickey is my favorite character, but I don't care for how Yensid was depicted. I agree with you as far as that. Um, I he's a little off-putting as far as I'm concerned. I don't he's a like little huge. It's not huge, it's yeah. just the way, he's like rubbery looking, he, he, I'm sorry, he just looks like a big rubber masky face. I think, me. I think I'm going to make it four for four and say that the princess section was my favorite. Um, anytime you can get a Glee style mashup of three princess songs, yeah. Can't, can't lose with that. Well, you know, and they blended so seamlessly, yeah, like you yeah, said, a mash, yeah. uh, it was a mashup. Yeah. And they sang each other's songs. You know, they they chorused into each other. Yeah. Their voices were lovely. Oh, my gosh. Their voices were so powerful. They were really beautiful. And my least favorite? Can can I make a comment about... No, uh, I want to hear it. Let, wait till okay. Tom tells us his least okay, favorite. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Under the sea. <laughs> I don't like the puppet. My daughter said the same thing. It was a weird thing. puppet. I don't like the puppet at all. I liked it. Well, he I didn't the sound p- the least bit like Sebastian. No. I thought the performer did a very good job with the puppet, but the puppet was carved really creepy. The the styling of the puppet was creepy. Okay, so what were you going to say, uh, Nancy? Nancy? No, no, I, it was more tied to the Rapunzel one. And I won't. Uh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I, I, it was just a comment Leah shared with me during the... Uh-oh. <laughs> that... Um, yeah, because we had had a discussion about the Rapunzel controversy the other night, the Flynn Rider controversy, mm-hmm. and yeah, Leah bent over to me during that section of the show and said the only thing she could 
to was check to see if his pants fit. <laughs> Is that what Leah said? Yeah. Okay, so all the girls, raise your hands if you checked. I did. You know? Yeah, so did I, I have to admit. They fit quite well. <laughs> but they made a, they must have made a modification in those pants because they don't fit the same way. <laughs> Either that or they got small dance belts, one of the two. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, when I was watching it, I, and I don't know if it was all the numbers, but like the big, the big production numbers and stuff, it seemed like there was a slight delay between the music and the, and the words. The music and the and the singing. Were you, did anybody else catch that? <clears throat> no, it was, no, like, it was not on. Like, I was, I was too busy looking at everything, okay. trying to take in all the different like details. Writer's crotch. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flynn's writer. She was looking at Flynn's writer. Not dead. No, I was looking at. They had like the the trees were made out of paintbrushes, and there was something else. Maybe it was, was ju- maybe it was just the the Journey to Imagination song. It was just the beat was weird or something. Maybe that's just what I was getting. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, I looked. I was looking for microphones concealed in the in the wigs or whatever. Well, I saw the microphones when they were singing. Right, the on the first two people. Yeah, the first two people, yeah. and, the, and then the princess characters would have it, but like the, the chorus, they were just lip syncing. Right, the chorus was. Spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah, but yeah, that was all pre-recorded. The sections of the map weigh more than nine thousand pounds each. Wow. Whoa. Well, that show is there to stay. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, but. It's made in such a way, a la World of Color, that they could replace a section and do it fairly easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like if Frozen is a big hit, mm-hmm. you, they could definitely drop a segment in there. Yeah. Should, should we suggest a segment to drop? What's the big show number for it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean oh, to remove? To remove. I don't know. Rather than dropping a segment, I'd like to see the Tiana one move to a better right. spot within the show. And and a, a different non... Just bring a reprise of the Journey to Imagination at the end rather than... Right. A, yeah. right. Well, yeah. Do you think that the princess, because since that's such a strong segment, that that should be moved to the end of the... Of the no. Um, no. No. No, where it's it good where it is. I would say get rid of the roller coaster ride and put Tiana, Tiana, or yeah, put Tiana there. I mean, I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs in Lilo and Stitch. But, but yeah. there's no characters in it. There's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no, there's no characters. I mean, there's no purpose. Right. I, unless it's just they needed that location because of the compass points of the map. Except you don't go south to go to Hawaii. You go south to go to Tiana. <laughs> oh, okay. Then it makes sense. <laughs> to, I mean, I like the transition. Mickey threw blue paint, and then all of a sudden they ended up under the water. That was a logical transition. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. I mean, no. I mean, if you think about it, he's splashing paint colors uh-huh. on the map, and then all of a sudden the blue paint becomes the ocean. 
And that and, makes sense. That made sense. And I like that whole the whole dance scene. I like what they the those uh the pearl the pearls that they oh, danced with. Okay, were me. those pearls recycled or is it just me? Exactly. No, they were in the little mermaid. No, they're the ones from the they're the ones from the Christmas. No, they used to, no, they're from the Little Mermaid Parade. Oh, yeah. From, okay, no, Little from, Mermaid no, no, Parade. No, no, from from the fiftieth parade. Yeah. Oh well, the fiftieth parade had the Little yeah. Mermaid float. You're right. Where they would they would they had they had the white pearls and the black pearls. Yep. Yep. Uh, That's I and and I thought it, I my mind went straight to the parade when I saw those. I was like, oh, they're using like and and like you told me they're using the same te- technique. Yeah. 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 But I thought it. I thought it was good. That how didn't bother that. me though. Yeah. But it, it took me out of the moment. No, so I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, okay, it took you out of the moment in that it made you think of an old Disney thing. But yeah. that's a Disney goober. Um, yeah, that's a that's a Disney good. goober, Disneyland familiar person. Connection. I know, I know. That's because we're always we're always looking for that, right? But I think the yeah. average person is not going to look at look at that because the way they were, um, the way they uh, dance with those, they were so fluid. And, and I guess yeah. that's good. That's a good description for that whole dance. The girls, the way they move their bodies was very fluid mm-hmm. um, and just so smooth. I just really enjoyed that. Okay. This, I must admit, and something that stuck out to me in the choreography, this is the first theme park, Disney theme park show I've seen that featured large hip hop gyration, pelvic gyration. <laughs> wow. No, I'm, I'm I serious. That. Dang. It's, it's, it's a grind step and you see it a lot on shows like So You Think You Can Dance and, um, and you know any of the big dance stuff, but it was but tasteful the way they were dancing. It was tasteful, yeah. No, it was tasteful, but it's very odd to see that style of move. The choreography is extremely modern. Yeah, and it was, and it's and very much uh, and contemporary. Yeah, it's got such dance. a like I said, it's got such a mix of hip hop and fluid other Disney dance styles. I mean, they've really combined some of the best features and most popular features of some of their shows. And boy, those kids were, are talented. Good yeah. dancers. I recognized a couple of the dancers as oh, coming geez. from things like the high school musical. <laughs> you know, I, but... Who, who's we, talking about Disney goobers? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, you know, how many times have we said, you know, oh, the gal I liked from this show, right. she was awesome when she played Queenie. No, that was you that said that. Yeah, that was me. But, I mean, we've said that about other performers. And I think you've said that several times, so, yeah, okay. But, still, I mean, you know, there are performers that we recognize. Disney hires them over and over again. And they have some of their, I guess, what they consider their top. I mean, there's waiters that I recognize, but. They have some of what I consider to be their top parade dancers and their top show dancers in this I cast. swear it's the same cast on the Christmas parade every year. Sorry. You know, the wigs have a way of making them all look the same. It does. Those bakers look the same every year. They do. <laughs> Maybe it's the, I the love that parade. fake mustache. But, um, you could put a fake mustache like that on you and you'd look like one of those <laughs> I bakers. could look like a baker, too. Well, you got maybe the belly I, for it. Maybe I, maybe I should audition. You should, Tom. I'd go watch you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Jeez, now we're getting punchy. 
But but I I really loved how they uh, like we were saying earlier the interaction between the live and the animated when Mickey became part of the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, really and, and 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 I won't spoil this part, but I loved the part when Mickey came out of the map. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. Well, I because I was videotaping it the first time, and I kind of missed how it happened, so I made sure. I saw it the last, t- well actually no, I, I held down my camera button and it would click, 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 so I got the whole, the whole tr- transition. So. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I can watch it over and over. Um, again. It, it was in- fun because I was watching with Zoe and with Jacob, right? And mm-hmm. they were, both of them were exclaiming, how did they do that? Right. And then I just said, well, the map, you know, it's magical and their eyes were so big, you know, and, yeah. and it was fun watching that wonder. Now, in the show. one of the things we have to mention is, Tom, when you did the video, you were pretty much directly on center. I w- yeah, just slightly off center, but yeah, I was. And, and I was, I was halfway back. I was. It really sec- is second row of the of the back section. It being directly on center really is the perfect way to see this show. Mm-hmm. If you want to be directly on center, you're going to need to get there a little bit earlier and make sure you can filter in with first directional when they filtered us in from the queue area which is the the whole slope leading up to the theater um they first filtered everybody to the center then to the left and then to the right and keep in mind that when you go down into the theater you can keep going farther down the first major bracket of seats which will be open um and have lots of room are up high and that the the theater goes quite a bit down so um so keep in mind if you are really off center in the farther upper reaches it's not gonna especially to the left some of the effect isn't going to be as seamless does that make sense? Because the more off think- center you go, the more because the map is in three levels. Right. Yeah, you don't see the you don't see the square of the map. Right. You don't see the like I noticed that pretty much right off the bat was that the compass. You know, you get the 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 northeast southwest um, circular compass, right. and it's slightly off kilter. Right, because of the, because, the, it because gets, it's split. It's split yeah, three. because the stage is split into three sections. Well, and that oh. and that and that top level you have the the dancing you I mean there's dancing levels on both Yeah, everything's da- a dancing level, yeah. which is really nice. Um and it's accessed by stairs on either side, but the farther off center you get, the more skewed that perspective is. Right, right. So some of the the brilliant effect of Mickey's transition in the map won't be perfect. Right. It'll um, be more obvious. One last comment from live stream from Brianne. This is not my cup of tea, but I think the younger ones will love it. Do you Very think this true. do you think this is for just for kids? I mean or is it something that adults are gonna enjoy? If you love Disney, I think it's for everyone. If you, if you don't quite 
get Disney? Or <laughs> Why the hell are you listening to this show? <laughs> Why are you at Disneyland? <laughs> okay. How do I want to rephrase this? I don't know. Wait, did, do you know did, what, which way did, I'm get going with that? Or well, what, did, what did Leah and David say when they saw the show today? Did And what did Ian say about the show? Well, they liked it. I mean, they thought it was okay. Um, you know, my husband isn't the biggest Disney geek in the world. And he thought it was pretty decent. He thought the dancing was pretty decent. You know, all the elements are there to make it a big show. Like I said, my initial opening comment was that I thought it was bigger than I was expecting it to be. In dimension, in, in dimension, in dancing, the production numbers were big. Because, I mean, and we haven't gotten something like this in a long time. Yeah. I think if you like big showy production numbers, mm-hmm. if you like Broadway with big show, it's very Broadway in some extent. And I can see, Michael, where you were saying it was very cruise ship. Um, I think that Broadway and cruise ship kind of fit in together well in that concept. Yeah. The bigger and more over the top the Broadway, the more cruise shippy it becomes. And then I'll just add to that, you know, a lot of people who go to Disneyland really don't do the cruise ships. You get a lot of locals who are going to Disneyland, you know, um, and people who are coming in from up north. And so they're not going to be used to seeing that kind of show like we are um, when we go on the cruises. At least that's my opinion. I think they'll enjoy, I think the average park goer will enjoy the dance numbers to the full extent of the dance numbers because they're extremely well choreographed. They utilize um, the dancers to exceptional edges of their talent. And, you know, we always talk about it being a show, Disneyland being a showcase for, for good talent. I think I would have liked if the, if, they had some maybe some costume changes, which they didn't. Yes, do. that was my only that was my only kind of bug about it was they they took the chorus and put the kept them in the same costumes. The only time they had a costume change was the bubble. The bubble right. guys had a costume change. So let's see, five shows a day, eighteen hundred people. That's nine thousand divided by a million pass holders. <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be 3.7 months for every annual pass holder to see the show. <laughs> I well, think it's a good run. What do you think, Tom? What's that? I, no, I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's it's the plot thing. I I wish there was a a, a substantial plot that was that wasn't wrapped up in the matter of 15 seconds. That's the only thing. I mean, I, I love, I love that there's something back in, in that theater and that's, I think, the most important thing at this point. So they can, you, they, they, can, wouldn't they can fix, they can fix any, you know, fix things later, but I'm just glad there's something there. So would you consider it to be more of a double rather than a home run? Triple? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a home run. Maybe a triple. I call the baseball season. I call the use of talent 
a home run in the use of talent. If you're looking at it purely from a choreography standpoint and a splashy musical number standpoint, it's definitely at least a triple. Oh as yeah, far no, as no, no, no. As far as the what, as far as the 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 cast and and the production, it's it's fine. It's just the. I know. The the. But the, that's. That's what some most of your average. I mean, let's face it. And, we and, okay, Disney so, groups are minimal so, population. So, you know, when I'm looking at the the biographies of the creators of this thing, mm-hmm. I see choreographers, I see producers, I see directors, I see the the composers of the song. I don't see a writer. Mm. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I. That they don't have a writer listed. You know, let, I'm, I'm just gonna stop right now and I'm gonna look. Because that's, I swear I don't remember seeing that somebody wrote the damn thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, this is, that's what's missing. Live show, Mickey and the Magical Map, let's see, blah, 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 I'm going through all my. So while, while Tom's looking, Looking at that, Michael, yeah, do you think this is something that you and Carol would, you know, will be looking forward to to, to looking at? Oh, absolutely. If- oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it in person, and I know our granddaughter will love it. Yeah. That's- <laughs> so. It was so much more astounding in person rather than looking at the live stream mm-hmm. on my little cell phone like we all did when it when it came out live. Okay, I lied. Making the Magical Map has writing by Carolyn Gardner and is directed by Tracy Hollis. Oh, Carolyn, get a new you, job. You know what you guys? I'm, what? Nice. The Disney blog had a, uh, you know how they do these things, the, how they have these offers for annual pass holders, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be going on May 31st, I think. Tomorrow night. Okay, good. Oh, gosh, is it tomorrow night that I'm, I better, t- okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, wait, tomorrow night is not May 31st. It is when the show goes up, silly. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, and, so you're going to be the first couple nights in a row. I am. Well, one's going to be playing with kids. and But anyway, so, and I believe that the creators of the show are going to be talking to us. Awesome. So Kelly well, and I are going to go to that. Then you can have some housekeeping. Major yeah. housekeeping. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're, they're really, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who they'll have. They'll probably have... Um, I mean, yeah, they, they've all been out talking to, to the media and things like that. So, uh, you know, you'll probably see Michael Jung, who's the, uh, the executive for theatrical development. So he's 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 been one of the most active people with with the show. And you Michael, may and you may, may Jane see Jane Espenson a call. And you may see uh, Sylvia Hasse, who's the creative direct, who's who did is creative director and did like the choreography. So anyway, yeah, that'll be that'll be really cool, and yeah. I'm sure people have a lot of questions for. So I'll be taking notes. Awesome. Well, you know, if nobody else mentions something about the storyline, <laughs> you can <laughs> always stick your hands up. We we have this question. <laughs> Where's the storyline? Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you all for sharing your opinion. Anybody have any last minute thoughts? Tell us what the map is supposed to do. I mean, we know it's a magical map. Why did he make the magical map? 
Okay, so so story. <laughs> I was in a in a round robin session with some other online media people, and we were just waiting for yeah you know, waiting for it to start, and you know the one lady and I were just back and forth. It's like. How did where, where was this map before? Why 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 does he have a map? What what's up with this map? Why and why does he have painters of this map? It just like they create they created a a, a map storyline just for the show that was never there before. Anyway, so. it, it, oh, and without, and without, oh and then like, Mickey was a grunt for the the map makers too. He he couldn't be a map maker because yeah. he was a grunt for them. Well, he was the sorcerer's apprentice. Yes. Maybe this map was the Garmin of its time. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Siri, take me to Lilo yes. and Stitch. And the um, how? What did you guys think about? Without, I don't know if you want to say what they say at the end, but at the end when Yen Sid is talking to Mickey about yeah. the uh, the little spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's not spoil it, but okay. Well, he says something that's a nice tie-in. Oh, yeah. Just, or is it a cheesy tie-in? It's, it was a cheesy tie-in, but it was okay. It was cheesy, but but like I said, it, it was it was a 15-second resolution to a 22-minute show. That's, well, you know... There was no plot development along the way. Yeah, well, okay, the one piece of plot development is that Mickey realized he was being an abusive hostage taker. (laughs) He was being a bully. He was was being the bully. He was bully Mickey. He was bullying poor little Spot, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. I should be his friend. Oh, let's have an adventure. The The more you know. Okay. <laughs> hey, there was Spot. Where was Puff? Puff. See Spot run, run Spot run. And then don't you remember Puff, the little yellow That's... kitten? No. No, I remember See Spot run back. Run with Dick and Jane. I still have that book someplace. Right, and they had a little kitten named Puff. How could I forget Puff? I love kittens. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to go pull out my old book. Yeah, really. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you for sharing all your opinions. That is going to do it for this segment of The Diz Unplugged. Run, sure Carol, and run. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back in with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.